socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Y'all, we saw each other in person, all the three of That's us, true. for the first time mm-hmm. in like nearly 18 months. Yep. We exchanged spit yeah. clouds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We yeah. all spit into each other's mouths in a circle. In cloud. <sighs> in cloud format. Mm-hmm. We each ate a meringue and we licked each other's meringues before the other person ate one. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat a meringue. Don't put this on me. Marty ate a meringue. No, had- and after you guys mm-hmm. left, I ate a meringue too. I didn't eat a meringue. Dude. I'm killing this bit. I don't care how good that I didn't, I God. wouldn't know because I didn't have one. No, I don't think I like it. I said this for you guys, but I'll say it for the audience. Meringue's one of the most overrated desserts. It's all in showmanship. Yes, and nothing the aesthetic, in substance. Pleasing the taste and texture. Teasing. No, thank you. Yeah, queezing. Yeah, Ooh-wee. I think it's. I think it's properly rated because I don't think people are like rounding. You know, I don't think people are going to bakeries and like lining up. Oh my god, there's a new meringue flavor. We have to get it. To this. Everyone is on Earth has had that <laughs> initial disappointment of the meringue. Everyone on Earth has had their first meringue where they see it and it looks so fluffy and so puffy and so chewy and gooey. And you bite into it and it is styrofoam. It is sugary here's, yeah, styrofoam. Here's, here's my impression of that moment. You bite into it and you go, oh, it's, it's good. I like it. <laughs> Can I tell you something? You, <laughs> the the meringue that I had at Scott's apartment was the first time I've ever had a meringue in my life. Okay, mm-hmm. but it was, it's also like store bought. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably have one if it was like at a bakery and presented in a way where oh, it was. Oh, I'm sorry, bought. Kelly, that I didn't get uh, catering from a local bakery for no, my I don't little get together. <laughs> it's not about that. Scott, I don't want a meringue. I've had it before. And oh, I'm sorry my like meringues it. weren't up to the king of meringues fucking standards. Okay, here's the thing. If someone makes a food that I don't like, they make it homemade or they buy, like, bakery bought, and I don't like it, I would try it. If it's got love in it, I'm going to eat it. But if I, they're packaged. It was packaged. What do you want me to say? How do you I'm know I'm not going to eat a, a food I don't like that that has been mass-produced. Those meringues are sitting in a bowl. You don't know shit. I baked those. <laughs> I saw the package in your cupboard. When those you are different it. meringues. <laughs> they look the exact same. So well done on baking, which you would have told me because I would have. Yeah, if I consider doing a side by side test, but I'm like, people know meringues. They're going to know these were made with love. <laughs> Welcome you, to the Great British Bake Off. The Great British Bake Off. Your bloody house on the golf one. I know. Look at me long hair. Paul Hollywood. Wait, yeah, yeah, that's I'm, no I'm describing that famous goth, Paul Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite goth. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the mighty Bush guy. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Noel says bloody all the time. No fielding. Anyways, yes. that's not the podcast. No. Would what you is like it, Kelly? to try my trifle? Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. A podcast about upside down cake, innit? Oh! This week we're reviewing The Mask. Wait, hold on one second. Oh, does Kelly have a 
No, you're just going to Google? No, fuck you. I actually have everything written out. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck he you, already you, copied you. and pasted the Wikipedia I type, page. I type you don't out need especially to look loud. it up. <laughs> this week, we're reviewing The Mask, a 1994 American superhero comedy film directed by Charles Russell, starring Jim Carrey as Stanley Ipkiss, a hapless bank clerk who finds a magical mask that transforms him into The Mask, a mischievous green-faced troublemaker with the ability to cartoonishly alter himself and his surroundings at will. This film was a massive hit at the box office and a reasonable hit with the critics. The Mask is based on a comic book series of the same name, which was originally published in the early to mid-90s as a limited series comic. Dark Horse, Dark Horse Comics would release a short, limited run of the comic every few years until about 1998. The original comic series was known for its dark comedy tone, for in the comics, the wearer of the mask would become insane and violent. New Line Cinema originally optioned the comics to become a horror movie franchise meant to replace their fading A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, though they struggled to create a script that could handle the comical violence while still making it scary. They pivoted toward a more of a comedy script. Both Martin Short and Rick Moranis were considered for the role, though they eventually landed on Jim Carrey. Carrey at the time was a rising star in Hollywood, having done many bit parts and appearances in other movies, as well as the sketch show In Living Color. But The Masks, released in 1994, came at a time when Carrey was about to become the biggest star in comedy cinema. For 1994, also saw the release of Ace Ventura Pet Detective, as well as Dumb and Dumber, two Holy other shit. massive hits. 94 wow. was... Big year. We'll say it. Carrie's year. Mm -hmm. Many consider Carrie's 1994 to be one of the biggest single years for an actor in movie history. The other two, Pet Detective and Dumb and Dumber, are considered iconic 90s comedies to this day. But is The Mask? Gentlemen. No. What did you think of of The Mask? I thought it was fine. It's it's like a special effects, like, kind of, um, like, what's the word? Like, sort of showcase movie. This movie is basically like Avatar. No further questions. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All right. I love it. I love that uh, review. That's that's going on the VHS backside where it gives review quotes. Basically Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right, since you are begging, I'll elaborate. I just mean that they're <laughs> trying out, uh, you know, they're experimenting with, like, new special effects. It seems like, I don't know if a lot of that stuff had been seen in movies. Roger Rabbit may honestly be the closest thing, and this was definitely, tr- I think, trying to integrate uh, its, like, animation and stuff more into the world. So, new tech. That's why it's like Avatar. Kelly, what do you got? Um... <laughs> I guess before I get into the movie, Scott, do you think your uh, older brother, Jim, could plug our podcast sometime? <laughs> That's very funny. He has an E in the last name. Yeah, he changed no it e. for showbiz, I thought. Hey, oh, he Scott, added that E you... for entertainment, like yeah. uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Why didn't you... We've been trying to get guests on this podcast the entire run. You never thought to ask your relative, My cousin, your brother? Jim... Oh wait, yeah, yeah I mean, cousin. my older brother. Older brother, yeah. yeah I think of him bro. as a cousin because we're kind of estranged, but uh, he is oh, my okay. older brother. He is yeah. much older. He is much older. So that too. That yeah, sense. I was two years old when this came out, so I don't even remember. <laughs> I, there's pictures of me at the premiere in a little tuxedo, but I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet that was so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Were Can you we, in a yellow you tuxedo? Th- of course. Yeah, with big long oh, coattails. Yeah. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I, Ke- I'm Kelly? in a way sort of the son of the mask. <laughs> what? 
That's a different movie, though. Kelly, will you tell us your goddamn thoughts on The Mask already? Before I tell you my thoughts, let me get into this. <laughs> Marty, what were your thoughts on The Mask? Oh, man. Guys, what if the you mask just read the w- intro again? <laughs> okay, the mask. It's 1984 American <laughs> Super Oak <laughs> Man. Um, I, weirdly, I was surprised at how not funny this movie was. More, not that it's like, oh, it's trying to be a comedy, it's not succeeding. I just don't think this is much of a comedy. It's pretty much a straight drama, but with like a very wacky comedy actor playing a wacky main character. And that's the only, like, otherwise, the movie is played so straight and so like just like a normal it's basically a noir sort of superhero detective movie with a wacky guy who just says uh smoking it's weirdly it's it's more of like a comedy in the way like buster keaton or charlie chaplin movies are comedies where it's not so much like yes ha 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 that's so humorous but more like whoa look he almost fell off that thing look at the way he's like balancing it's more of like a set piece movie where you're just like yes wowie looky at that and all that stuff is the best stuff in the movie. Like, weirdly, all the musical stuff, which we usually complain about with these spoof movies, but, like, the musical stuff in this is, like, the funniest stuff in the movie, generally. I, I and, think the score yeah. of this movie fucking owns. It it's so, so good. good. <laughs> like, it's so good. Interesting yeah. you should say that. Uh, it matches. Oh. Scott don't like you. Um, I think it's great. I think it matches the aesthetic really well, like better than most '90s movies. I feel like '90s has like a we- it's a weird time frame for movies because it's interesting. Aesthetic. You should say you liked that swing soundtrack from the '90s. Yeah, it was great. Surely uh, this will never ever come into play later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did Scott Scott? Did you bring marambas for uh um, for the novelty? Yeah, package? I created an instrument called marambas. <laughs> Or, or what was the word I'm looking Marimbas for? Marimbas is like the yeah, or maracas. One. I can't tell. Maracas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's the combination. Marumbas. <laughs> yeah. Maroomba five. Yeah, 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 Marumbas yeah, 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 yeah. five. Uh, five gum. <laughs> Brigley. Yeah. Yeah. Four Washington uh, Lane. Hey. Uh, four Washington. Uh, you know what's interesting too about this movie? Well, just talking about the music you guys aren't and even how it's ask all. Me for my take on the film. Oh my god. <laughs> we we asked you like Kelly, you little you prince. <laughs> I liked it. I agree with what you guys were saying. I think this is okay. So we talked. Thank you, Kelly. I'm glad we doubled back. (laughs) We talked about uh, in during DreamWorks Month how they were like kids movies, but they tried to like incorporate adult themes. I feel like this was like a weirdly adult movie trying to incorporate like childish themes. Yeah, and it like was really weird. Like especially the script was just like so poorly written. Um, Mm -hmm. and like hard, like unbelievable throughout, like that none of it would ever happen. Like they're all playing straight characters, but it's like a lifetime drama type straight characters. Yeah. It's just really like hard to get sucked into it, but it's, it's also like, that's not why you're watching the movie. You're watching it to see you're you're watching it for the special effects to see what happens. You're watching it because the score. You're literally good. watching know. it to for just the scenes where the mask is masking it up. Right. Exactly. That's all the best parts. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty all, much all it. that holds up. Yeah, all that stuff holds up too. It's it's weird that the like uh, the movie starts. Almost all of it holds up. Sure. Yes. Yes. 
the movie starts, the music starts, and I was like, oh my god, I have not seen this movie since I was a kid, and the nostalgia came back, because this is probably the movie that I saw the most, the, this is the Jim Carrey movie that I probably watched the most growing up. Uh, I definitely have seen this movie, like, hundreds of times. And the thing that was surprising, though, was that the mask is in the movie, like, very little. He's only, he only is the, Jim Carrey's only the mask in, like, four scenes that are, like, five minutes long, maybe each. He's like barely the mask in this movie. Otherwise, it's mostly this convoluted mob plot that he kind of gets roped into because he happens to be a banker where this mobster wants to rob this bank. And that kind of leads to the comedy of errors of him getting involved with the plot, blah, 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 blah. But like Scott said, you're really just along for the it doesn't matter what the plot is because you're just here for some mask hijinks and all that stuff is really, really fun. Totally, it's all over the place. Like it's a very like. Yes, the script is like, it did not know what movie it wanted to be. It really did not know what it the wanted The mask, as a concept, turns you into a zany, horny uh, man. Well, that's, that's what not we what they say showing. in the movie. Yes, yes, you're right, Kelly. But in the movie, what they say is it turns you into, like, almost the opposite of yourself. It lets your the innermost desires come just, out. Yeah, yes, it, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But then when the other guy, but the guy who's like a dick puts it on, he's just like, a bigger dick. Right. Jim Carrey <laughs> is technically a villain, I would say, when he's wearing the mask. Like, he is rapey, yes. and it's great. Uh, he does... Yeah. Well, because he said... Yeah, he says he it turns him into a sex-crazed wild man, and yet he also sticks mufflers up the, well, buttholes of uh, the two mechanics. mechanics. Hey, yeah. hold on, hold on. Let's add another descriptor. The fraudulent mechanics, alright? They're a little uh, rude and charging him for problems with his car that weren't there previously. So, uh, I think they kind of had a death wish coming. I think they deserve to get killed in a when comical fashion. When that happened, fashion. though, I thought that was just like, we're like setting the scene that like this is like the world of our movie where this guy gets like shit on constantly. And I'm like, why did he target like the mechanics specifically <laughs> like, literally everybody in the entire run-up to this scene was a prick to him like why did yeah. he single these two guys out because it's like the only it was the only it's the only sequence and before he turns into the mask that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie right he didn't go back to the club because like he's gonna go back to the club later because by the way this club <laughs> this club location we come back to the club oh, like a hundred times only, this, this movie, movie <laughs> takes place in a city with one club in it is the it's part, a bottle is the episode of a missing. movie. Yes, it um, is a bottle episode. Here's a couple points. Uh, point number one. Yeah, we're we're in the the uh, the midst of the '90s uh, swing revival with this movie. Or actually, I I think this movie predates it a little bit. Um, I could this be movie wrong. caused the '90s swing. Revival. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it, they're definitely tied together. That's my point. But I thought this it was kind of weird. And the that... Chips Ahoy commercial that uh, came out a little. A bit thousand later chips, delicious. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this movie clearly wanted to take place in like 1949 or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just yes. do that. It doesn't yeah, have to be. Yeah. Why? Right. It's like literally right. like I couldn't tell until I saw there was like a fucking like Windows uh, 95 fucking computer in the background for one scene that just like straight up did not need to be there. Just make all the cars look a little older, like fucking cut out like the two worst mask joke special effects. And uh, you'd probably have the budget to fucking make it a period piece, too. And I think they should have done that. Uh, yeah. Point number two, 
<laughs> well, here I go. This is kind of a fucking like reactionary movie a little bit. If you look at the plot, there's a lot of like I if we want to be generous to it, we can look at it as a commentary on toxic masculinity, but like the amount of no. times the ter- the term That's nice not what guy going for. <laughs> the amount of times the term nice guy gets thrown around mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. And it's not, like, implied, but, like, our main character is, like, for all intents and purposes, like, an incel, and he, like, has to put the mask on to be this persona that can, uh, that will, you know, that women, particularly Cameron Diaz, finds, like, irresistible, um... I don't know. I don't know what the point of it is. I guess when he, like, you know, he's like, I don't need the mask. I can be horny by myself. Like, yeah, that's like <laughs> the moral of the story. Truly. Why does she like him? Why the, 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 the female lead has like no motivation whatsoever, especially it. to love she the main character. One dimensional female. Lead. She is so underwritten. Her entire relationship with the main, with Peter green, the main bad guy also has no, there's no reason for them to be together. The whole like hook of the climax where she's like, I need one more kiss from you. And he's like, Oh, one more kiss. That's not like a thing that's established in any way. Their relationship is oh, yeah. meaningless the whole time. Yep. Her whole character is so underwritten. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's, not often, it's not often in a movie. Like the, the, the resolution to the climax comes from like the villain just being like stupid. Dumb. Like, yeah, it yeah. usually <laughs> should be like something the main character is doing rather than just him witnessing yeah. like, yeah. Hey, should I put this gun in my mouth? Like, it's just like, (laughs) oh, and then the main character accidentally kills himself, like, for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah. I would say, I do think the movie, it's playing into the nice guy trope, and it's definitely, like, because, like, the idea that the, 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 the club thing is, like, A, I think it's funny they keep going back to it, but the club does represent, like, the idea of cool at the time, and, like, he works at a bank, that kind of represents, like the working class man. I don't know. There, there is like something to that. I just don't think they're trying to comment on it anyway. I think they're just using it as window dressing for down on his luck loser who overcomes like the elites in some way. Right? Like, I think that's literally all they're trying to do. And that's fine for this movie. Cause this movie doesn't need to be more. It doesn't need to have more to say than that is what I would argue. It just like, like it's just, it's just window dressing to get to fun, wacky things. And because the mask represents like, you know, your ego coming out in that way. I don't know. You're so in, I think you're, you're onto something, but yeah. Yeah, it is. Sorry, not ego. I think the score carries the movie for me. That's like really all I remember looking back at it. And then when I actually try to remember what happened in the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that was sexist. That was in bad taste. That wasn't that funny. Like some of the more comic-y bits that they had, like her, him trying to sneak out of the hallway and trying to be quiet and then dropping an alarm clock out of his uh, suit jacket pocket is like silly and funny. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like some of them are <laughs> fine, and those are the more memorable things. And then as soon as you like, you know, look at it under a microscopic lens, it's like, oh no, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, it's just like kind of a. I think uh, it's like fine. Uh, all the, the all the mask scenes like really save all the uh, other scenes. Yes, because <laughs> like, it's a very cliched movie. Like all the plot beats of this are like so tired. Like it's like this story has been told like for sixty years. Like I don't know. It's not. This is just not new yet. I feel like there's. It's just like a symptom of. It's hard not to look at it under like uh, this has an age well type lens. But it's also like this isn't worth 
bringing up and talking about how bad and like toxic it is like i don't yeah. know it's just like one of those things where it's like yeah they made it in the fucking 90s and in in ace ventura there's that scene where like he um like uh i think like kisses like a trans person without realizing it and then when he yeah. finds out he like literally like throws up or whatever yeah. and that's like obviously like that's like a huge like glaring we'll say macro aggression but this movie is more full of like there's like nothing that stands out is like you know you really tug your collar when you think about it but like there's just a lot of like little things that are just like i don't know about this but again all the best shit about it which again i'll say for the 19th time the mask scenes with the mask in them <laughs> have nothing to do with those parts so yeah it should just be that now did he yeah. grow his teeth for this movie <laughs> no he he color he got his he dyed his face green though oh my yeah. god yeah and he grew a butt on the back of his head <laughs> every time he's in a movie as normal jim carrey he white faces himself yeah mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. Uh, I did want to touch on there the pair there. This we didn't watch this movie because it's a spoof movie, obviously. But there is like elements of parody, but I would say it's akin to the genie and Aladdin's yeah, parody, where he's where it's just like, like, "I am now going to just, do this scene from this movie." He Jim Carrey crams in his Clint Eastwood uh, impression at some point, which I swear to yep. God he does in like every fucking movie. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of references and. Yeah, there there's a little bit of like Cyrano de Bergerac at one point in the um scene where he's in the park with Cameron Diaz. They're kind of clearly trying to do something like that there, but they're they're not like going all the way with it. So there's no parody there. It's just like an illusion of some kind. And then like there's a Jekyll and Hyde thing going on the whole movie too. But like again, there's no attempt at making a parody in this movie. Like it's just uh kind of a Jekyll and Hyde story on its own. I don't know. Yeah. It's also they put a lot of effort into a lot of the CGI in this movie, but then whenever they needed to make Jim Carrey look like he was like running across the room really fast, they kind of just did like the old thing of like shooting at a higher or a lower frame rate and then like speeding up. Like, yeah, anytime yeah. Jim Carrey would run across the room, he would try to he would put his arms up in like the cartoon way that you, that you do when you're about to sprint somewhere. Yeah, you and like kind of like prime yourself well. in the opposite direction and then yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel very good compared to some of the other effects that did feel okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I agree. Him doing Tex Avery stuff. That stuff looks good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tex Avery and Snirblin de Bergerac. Two references I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tex Avery. Scott, it's just an old cartoon. It was like... <laughs> Public access Looney Tunes, yeah, uh, Bugs Bunny, and Citrone de Bergeron is a <laughs> French guy, I assume. That's a drink. That's I don't know what that is. I'm pretty sure it's a drink, though. Uh, the cops in this movie, the only part of the movie that's yeah, the cops are for this kind of movie where like you know there's like the cops like hunting down the main character. These cops are in it a fucking lot. Yeah, and they're the only comedy part. They're they're played as the comic relief in the movie, like entirely. Which <laughs> it's only sucks. The down on her luck reporter is also just a one note character. Oh. Why, <laughs> Why does she are... turn on him? It makes no sense. Also, she turns on him for money. 
but it's like pff, barely set up. It's just like she just no, does, yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, I'm poor." Well, in so many one of, of these adventure movies, that's the if they do give the female lead a, a character trait other than being hot, why is it always journalist? Why is it always like, and she's <laughs> the journalist? That's why she has. I guess I'm talking myself into the reason why now, because then it gives them a reason to be like around. Like, yeah. like yeah. I'm yeah. In, yeah. I'm reporting on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'd be cool if she was, like, a waitress at the bank and also at the club. And she's like, what, I gotta work multiple jobs. You don't make a lot of money waitressing. Yeah. <laughs> but that would at least that would at least set up why she turns on him, right? Because then we'd at least know, oh, she's broke. But no, this this way, they're just like, oh, she just tells him that she's broke when no, she turns she, on him. No, she talked about... So she, they, Briefly. They, no, no, no. They, they go into this. I, you know, I can take up five minutes of the podcast on this topic. When she comes in to interview Stanley Epkiss at the bank, Stanley is like, oh, I know you. I wrote into I'm your... I'm glad you said... If you had just said Stanley, I wouldn't have known who you were talking about. Yeah. I, I'm saying both of his names. Yeah. Just, also, it helps me fill out this five minutes that I told you guys I could, yeah, that's one <laughs> extra I could word. do for this part of this cast, And then me so. kind of deconstructing what you're saying. Oh, it that's helps another, so much. It's like really like... I, don't, I honestly only have like one minute of material. No so like the editor, this is... <laughs> uh, Go ahead and add some uh, car crash sounds in the middle of this if you want to. No, why? why are, Marty, you're the editor. Also, oh, why would you do that? Oh, are you trying to help add some more time? Yeah, I'm adding time. Yeah, there's... Oh, no, oh, Kelly, like look between. out behind you. Okay. Well, okay, so she comes in. She's like, I'm interviewing people for this bank robbery. You're being awfully calm about that car crash that just happened. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm trying to tell my story. I'm trying to stay focused. And he's like, hey... Uh, you do that column, right? Ask Whitney or whatever it was, and she's like, "Oh yeah, Stanley Epkiss. You wrote in about being a nice guy." And they go into that, and he's like, "Well, why are you doing this job?" And she's like, "I need the money. Uh, opinion columns don't pay anything." And it's like, "Okay, you're right. It's 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 backwards. You'd think that if she was good enough to have an opinion column, that like she'd be doing yes. fine because they don't just let people do opinion columns for like nothing." So, I don't well, know. <laughs> I would just say it's unnecessary. Like, I just think her character doesn't need to be in the movie. It is unnecessary. Easily. One of my big notes, I was it's like, almost like this section of our podcast where they're just kind of filling out the time. <laughs> yeah, you know how it is. I noted, I notated that whole section where she like confesses, like, "Come on, Stanley, you're a nice guy. Like, of course, I would help save you from the police." Blah 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 blah. And then she like turned. I thought that was like sincere act, like part of the movie. But then she was like, "No, I'm. I was fucking with you, you idiot." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I got duped. So, so I'm the Dumbo." But I thought that was terrible writing. Either way, it would have been cool if she gave like was like, "You think you, <laughs> you think you deserve shit just for being yeah. nice? You're supposed to be nice, fucker. Like that's just yeah. That's, that would be good. if she had like." I don't know if they had done more with like her character having this like cynical heel turn. Yeah. But, but she's uh, but she like also is like, but you're a prick too. Like you, yeah. you yeah. act nice, but like you clearly like wants, you clearly have like fucking hedonistic desires. Just, I'm just trying to pay my fucking rent. You're doing all this stuff. You're like destroying the city and shoving mufflers up people's assholes. So you can fucking, have sex with this particular girl you feel as though you deserve to. Yeah. But this movie was not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like that would be a much more, uh, 
a movie that's trying a little harder, I would say. That'd be cool if they did, that though. that dog? Hey, oh, dog. I was going to say, first, oh, yeah, well. Dog deserved a fucking Oscar for his First of all, Milo that dog ruled. was more, that dog was the hero of the movie. That dog did far yeah. more than the main character did to better his circumstances. And then also, I just, I got to give it to this movie for letting the dog wear the mask. Like, that's like. Oh, what a good choice. Or just, right, a movie where, like, they establish a premise and then push the boundaries mm-hmm. of that premise in in still in the first movie um fucking rocks like yeah but not too far like like they only the bad guy wears the mask jim carrey wears the mask the dog and that's it like no more than that and that was perfect yeah like, they don't let like a worm wear the mask or like a bacteria <laughs> wear the mask I just mean, like, the dog wearing the mask, it is, like, the thing where it's, like, the dog is so lovable the whole time, you want to see it happen, they do it, it's done perfectly, it's the kind of thing that's, like, it just gives the movie, it's, to me, what makes the movie uh, above average, I would say, is the choice of having the dog wear the mask, legitimately. I think they should let the dog work at the bank, because he's more just, like, (laughs) effectual in the world than fucking Stan. This dog deserved to be in the bank more than the dog in the Gremlins movie deserved to be in the bank. It's Whoa. true. That's a deep this cut. movie has a I lot of Dan. yeah. This movie does kind of weirdly main character who works at bank with dog mm-hmm. reporter mm-hmm. reporter uh, in, a, in a city green city. monster kind green of monster. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh huh. It got a wide release. Yeah, from uh, the mid eighties to mid nineties. <laughs> Gremlins. What was Gremlins released by? It might have been. I don't think it was New Line. It might have been a New Line movie. Gremlins, 1984. If the mask pulls out a Tommy gun, fucking just make your movie be in the 40s. What are you doing? As a spoof, full five out of ten. Middle of the line doesn't specifically spoof anything, except for like bits that are just uh, comical. You got to admit his impressions are good. As a movie, it's in my top three Green Man movies. Name them off. Let's go. Like, what are the other two? What are the other two? Yeah. Well, I don't like to name. I don't like to kiss and tell, boys. No, we gotta know. We gotta know, Kelly. The don't tease Grinch, us. of course. Yeah, another Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. Shrek. Uh, classic. Oh, there you go. That's top three. There's three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty Gremlins. good. <laughs> is that is that green? Are they green? We brought Some it up earlier, so. According yeah. to F S G N S F Scott Fitzgerald uh, lore, yeah F Scott just Fitzgerald. It's uh, lore. Yeah, Gremlins Green. Scott. Um, yeah, my favorite Green movie is probably <laughs> Citizen Kane. After I wipe a magnet Ooh. over my TV, uh, <laughs> as a spoof, I will give this a. 3.3 out of 10 because yeah there are there there are like little moments of spoof where he's like just doing impressions of moments from other movies it's not really a spoof but whatever also it's just like i guess cartoons you could say it's a spoof of at yeah time. yeah, at that's time. yeah. uh and then as a movie i will give this a 5.8 out of 10 it was enjoyable but ultimately forgettable you know there's a few standout moments it's funny to reference that's it for me folks as a movie six out of ten tonally it's all over the place but i think all the parts work mostly 
there's enough good stuff. It's like a movie where it's like, I'm not watching this movie thinking like this movie is working the entire time, but there's parts of it that work so well that it just makes it like, eh, I can sit through this movie. That's how I feel about this movie. Nothing special. Six out of 10. Uh, I think Jimmy Carrey is really good in this. I do want to say Jimmy Carrey, Jimmy Carrey, Jimmy Carrey, <laughs> Jimmy Carrey, his brother. Um, no, I think Jim Carrey, it's like obvious why he became a star, right? Like the, around this time, he was just like crushing it. And this movie, he's so fucking charismatic. Like anybody else, you put literally like any any of the guys that they suggested for the part that they were like casting for this role. I don't think any of them would have made this movie work. He's the only person who can make this a successful work of art, I would argue. Uh, as a spoof, 4 out of 10, same reason everybody else says, because it's uh, not really spoofing anything. There's moments of parody throughout, but it's not really anything. I wanted to give this movie a special rating, though. A special Smokin' out of Smokin'. Okay. Okay. As a Smokin'. Okay. Hey, guys. We just watched this movie from 1994. Yeah. Oh, I'd like Mm -hmm. to fast forward you, but four years to the year 1998. Whoa. Where a little song came out. By these guys and their name, it's a it's a band. It's a, like a swing band, like I don't know, like eight pieces or something like that. And their name is I'm gonna say it, f- gross. <laughs> it's too lewd, oh, too crude, is- too nasty, and too damn much. Frankly, it's the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, and yeah. we're talking about <laughs> their song, Zoot Suit. Riot. So before I get into it, Riot. let's just have a little taste of what these fucking bugle boys have done. So this song was written and performed by the California-based ska swing band the cherry poppin daddies they were doing uh swing stuff before the height of the late 90s swing revival but to capitalize on the movement they released a best of album with all their swing songs plus four uh original songs that they wrote for the album uh and zoot suit riot was among these newly written songs so uh get this much like uh, Louie Louie by the Kingsman, uh, the famous story about that song is that it was recorded in one take. So was this one. The, what, well, what? the, the practice take uh, ended up being the only take. Yeah, they didn't even realize it was being recorded. But So at the end of it, supposedly in the background, you can hear he's like, okay, I think I'm ready to sing it or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that was the first take, and that's what ended up being in the thing. So... Guys, this peaked on the Billboard charts. Oh, where do you think it peaked? I think number one in my heart. Okay, well, what about the Billboard charts? Number one. Okay. <laughs> my theory is it's a song, but it came out like after 1960, so probably like number four. Yeah, but also this has a lot of history to it that I hope Scott gets into. Yeah, I will. Uh, thanks for <laughs> fucking spoiling it. <laughs> I barely said anything. This was <laughs> this was number forty-one on the Billboard charts. Didn't get well, up that high. I was but close like because kind of I had the number one in it, and Marty had the I number, number four. four. So yeah, yeah we, we crushed. <laughs> but here's the thing: think of the cultural impact this song had. There's probably number one songs that we're never gonna think about again. But like this one is, you know. 
it it lives in our head and it doesn't pay rent to our head when it lives there. Um, <laughs> so, did you guys know the Zoot Suit riots were a real thing? I did. Kelly, did you know that? I did that. I didn't knew. I knew that. Oh, is that what you're talking about before earlier? Yeah, from trying before. to ruin my pace. No, I'm just helping you fill this tight 15. Thank you. Uh, Don't worry. Our job is to ruin each other's pace on this podcast. Fair enough. My salsa. Um, <laughs> the Zoot Suit Riots were a real thing, and they occurred in Los Angeles in June of 1943. So what happened was American servicemen uh, uh, and other white men along with them would attack and strip Latino men seen wearing zoot suits. You see, zoot suits took a lot of fabric to make, and so the servicemen considered them unpatriotic, for you see, this was during World War II. And so zoot suits, if you have it, I would highly recommend a Google image search, but they're just like, I don't know, like the cut of them just makes them really baggy. Like they're just like really like baggy, big suits. Um, and so, yeah, in L.A., you know, there was, uh, of course, a large uh, Latinx population and um, zoot suits were like popular among them. And so these soldiers, these racist fucking soldiers would go out uh, and, and we'll we'll see what prompted it. So on June 3rd, 1943, a group of 11 sailors walked into a club to start a fight and well, they got their asses kicked. They returned to their barracks and stirred up a mob to go out and assault random zoot suiters on the street. So instead of going back and fighting the guys, they already got their asses kicked by. They're like, let's just go kill random uh, bystanders. So uh, it didn't go on for just that initial night either. The assaults continued for several days and the cops stepped back and let it happen only stepping in occasionally to arrest who? The brown people, not the soldiers. 95 Latino youths were arrested uh, by the end of it versus only 20 sailors. Many zoot suitors uh, capitulated and started wearing other clothes, but the assaults still continued and were less and less about the garments that uh, they were wearing. Things escalated further when rival gangs joined together to counter the sailors. So I think it went on ultimately for nine nights uh, and soon zoot suit riots began occurring in other cities, mostly around the West coast. And so finally uh, FDR had to step in and tell the Navy to get their sailors under control and zoot suits were banned in many cities. Uh, so uh, this is what the, uh, singer of uh the cherry pop and daddies had to say about when he so this the song obviously is like referencing this historical event and so he said in discussing the appropriation of the actual zoot suits riots he wrote to me the simplified duality i used as i wrote the song's title was we swingers were in solidarity with our countercultural ancestors, the zoot suiters, and we were opposed to the sailors who represented the squares who weren't yet hip to our growing communal jive. I kind of call bullshit on this. I think if you're going to reference what's in, uh, for all intensive purposes like a like mass hate crime you should it sh you should it shouldn't be something you are like referencing loosely in your fun song like 
well, the zoot suitors were me and my friends, and the <laughs> the sailors represented the squares who weren't yet hip to our growing communal. Ge- I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I'm looking at a picture of the cherry popping daddies. They look a. It's a lot of white. Well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I. I don't know. I think it's difficult to police intent in that way. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they anything, say they're. Oh no, I'm not. I'm saying it's like more. I'm not accusing like, you of that. Uh, more like tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. That, I think, I think that's tone deaf fair. Also. I think that's fair. The song's not I, tone deaf. The song's a bop, but the song, uh, song's yeah. tone full. Let's face it. Yeah, tone full. It's too much tone. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. They're just kind of like, they should have just said, if you don't know what the Zoot Suit Riots are, look it up, and I don't it's know. It's just, you can't, like, it was it's, it's being like, like, it's like, it's like calling your song, like, apartheid boogie, running around and having yeah. a crazy time. Like, you can't, yeah. like, reference, like, a hate crime, and, and, but, and just to, just for, like, to the, make it, like, a fun the word song. feel yeah. of it, for the word feel. Yeah. You're not, like, specifically Which, referencing this thing to make a statement. You're bringing it up for, for, like, the, just the, the vibes of it, I guess, for the lack of yeah, a better term. I think they term. just did it because it's, it's a good, it's a good rhyme. It's the only reason I can imagine why they actually do it. They're like, that would make a catchy thing. It's like that's the only reason I. Can yeah, think they're so of. lucky like, that why would suit they do it and anyways? suit rhyme. <laughs> I just mean like I'm sure they were like, oh, that's zoot suit riot. If you say that fast enough, it's a fun thing. I don't know. I think I'm giving them too little credit here. No, but... I also think that's what they were thinking. Yeah. I just, okay, all, okay, but okay. I, but then, but then after that, you should think. But also, like, <laughs> it was a hate yeah, crime. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if right, I right. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not saying like let's go get them i'm just saying like it already sucks to begin with and this makes it worse yeah (laughs) i guess what i'm saying it's already corny in the fucking first place but hey guys i have a little quiz for you oh do you oh oh you know what before that before that do you guys want to hear just a little snippet of weird al's parody of zoot suit riot just i do it exists i feel like it's our i don't have it's it's our due diligence to listen to it. We're on Spoof's Goofs and Novelty song. I'm trying to think yeah. of what it is. Yeah, we're compelled to play it, so here we go. Ooh, can we guess it? Can we guess it? Shoot two ladders. Grapefruit diet. Might seem a little severe. Grapefruit diet. I'm getting tired of a big fat rear. Go fatty! Yeah, you get it. It's weird. Does, oh, you know does what? Weird Al Actually, hate? Weird Al hates fat people. Yeah, he's got like 17 songs, but like rhyming fucking beef (laughs) with queef. Well, I was going to say, or like, does he just hate food? Like, I I know, I think he's a vegan, right? So like, I'm sure he must just like have a lot of contempt for food. And he just takes it out. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. I think he's a vegan. Yeah. Yeah, he hates food. He's anti-food. <laughs> He's anti-food. Boom. Yeah, that's, that's all, all like... vegans are. That's where they get it from. They don't well, do it hey, for like guys, yeah, other reasons. True. Speaking of that's vegans, I, I have a quiz. It's not about vegans. It's about vegetarians. You see, I took two famous, we'll say slogans, phrases from our movie and made a quiz out of it. I'm going <laughs> to oh, name... I'm going to name off some celebrities, and you were to guess whether they are vegetarians or meat eaters. And if you think they're a vegetarian, 
the way to correctly answer is you must say, somebody stop me. And if you and if you think that they're a meat eater, then you gotta say smoking meat. Okay. Great. Okay, that's easy to remember. Somebody stop meat or smoking meat. Smoking meats. Okay. All right. Up first, Sir Paul McCartney. Marty. Yes. Somebody stop me. That's right. He is a famously from that Simpsons episode <laughs> of vegetarian Jack Black. Kelly. Yes. Smoking meats. Fellas, you're two for two. Nailed it. And you're He's one got for a one. YouTube channel where he always eats unhealthy stuff. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, John Malkovich. Is he being a vegetarian? Mm. <laughs> Marty, yes. smoking meats. You guys are, this is the, weirdly, this is the best you've ever done on any quiz. <laughs> yep. He is a meat eater. Mr. Joaquin Phoenix. Kelly. Marty. No, I me. heard Marty first. Oh, this is baloney. And we know his somebody, internet's bad, so. Somebody stop me. That's right. That's right. He's a, a vegetarian. Uh, funny man, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Kelly, <laughs> smoking meats. Yeah, famously only. A, a yeah, a uh, what's the word? A carnivore who carnivore. he posted about shitting himself. Uh, <laughs> three to two, three to two. Country legend Shania Twain. Marty, somebody stop me. Wrong, vegetarian. That's, what, That's I said. what she said. Somebody oh, stop me to vegetarian. Me. I got confused by my own rules. Yep. You nailed it. She's a vegetarian. Uh funny man, Larry David. Kelly. Yes. Uh smoking meats. That's right. He eats the meat. Hmm. Pamela. We're, we have got gotten one wrong. I don't think you've gotten one wrong yet. Pamela no. Anderson. Kelly. Yep. Somebody stop me. That's right. She wants to stop the meat. She's a vegetarian. I wow. believe it's five to four. Five to no, four. It's, four it's, to it's four. just a matter of uh, it's not if you're going to get it right. It's just who answers first. Uh, actor Woody Harrelson. Marty. Yep. Somebody stop me. That's right. Actor Matthew McConaughey. Kelly. Marty. I heard Kelly first. Uh, smoking meats. That's oh my god! Are you guys looking at? Did I share that this Google Doc with you? <laughs> that what one is was happening? a guess. I had no idea. That's a t- that, those last two are tough. Those last two are tough. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Natalie Portman. This is oh, and this is the final question, by the way. Kelly, Ooh, Marty. <laughs> I heard Kelly first. Damn it! Uh, smoking meats. Oh my fucking god! Rongo. <gasps> oh no! She's a vegetarian. I blocked the point at least. <laughs> so wait, does that who? So who is? I think Marty. Won You'd have by to one. go. Th- I think I did win by one. The listener Otherwise will. Have to go through it. Marty, just you when you're editing, figure it out and just be like, mm, <laughs> oh Marty won. I'll, 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 I'll here. I'll say it and then you can post yeah, yeah, in the yeah, clip. Yeah. So okay. Mm, thank you. Thank you. It appears to be a tie. Okay, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very useful. Cool. Well, hey, do one of you have a novelty product prepared for today's episode about the mask? 
Marty does. That's right, boys. This week's novelty product is seen it. Ooh, this would have been well, a good one. Well, we know one you've seen person. it, but what is it? Yes, it would have been a good one for in person. We know that you've seen what the novelty product is, but why don't you tell oh. us what it is? This week's novelty product is the interactive trivia game Seen It. A game in well, which we players know you've seen trivia- what the interactive <laughs> trivia game is. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A game in which players answer trivia questions about films or pop culture. The games the games were developed to be played with questions from trivia cards as well as from clips being played on a television via a provided DVD. Creator Dave Long made the original Seen It in 1992 and used VHS tapes for the original version of the gameplay. Obviously, Seen It is a very popular party and board game franchise and has led to many spin-off editions as well as, for lack of a better term, rip-off games. Uh, I was racking my brain trying to come up with a novelty product, but I decided not to overthink it and just do a classic little board game, seen it. So we're going to do some trivia questions, gentlemen, from the packs of cards in this very board game. Wow. This is, I'm going to say it, your finest work yet. This is my finest work. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I Jesus know, Christ! I know. That's this why is I the laziest. I know. Oh, that's like, why. I said this, it. this is me being like, I can't think of something, so we'll just do this. That's the joke, God. my man. I try so hard usually. Oh, that's why I knew it would get a rise out of you. Uh, anything gets a rise out of me today. I'm in a bad mood. Aww. All right, gentlemen, we're gonna do seven questions. You can ring in with your name. I'm gonna look for some questions. Um, I should have prepped these ahead of time, I think. Okay, here's a fun one. Here's here's a fun one. Here's a fun one, guys. From the television category in Seen It, who was the only cast member to win four Emmys in an acting category for the TV show Cheers? The only one of the cast members. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, that's good. I'm going to say um, uh, the blackface guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his That's fucking name. Ted Danson. Oh, because he yeah. did Blackface. When he was yeah. He was dating Whoopi Goldberg, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, incorrect. Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman was the mm. only one who did such a thing. What fast food restaurants ads invite viewers to think outside the bun? Taco, Taco Bell. Tie. Ooh. That was a tie. So no points. We will do us a, a special Yay! eighth question. <laughs> Hooray. Remember, it only has to be an odd number for there to be a winner. And, well, we're coming up on we're number do three. Five questions. <laughs> five questions. <laughs> Which character immortalized the line to the moon, Alice? Archie Bunky. Incorrect. Kelly, care to guess? I don't know. I don't care to guess. Ralph Cramden on the Honeymooners. Ralph Cramden. Who told Trekkies to, quote-unquote, get a life during a Saturday Night Live skit in 1986? Mm, I'll say Shat. Scott gets it. It was William Shatner. William Shatner. What a prick. For the win. (laughs) Her question. Next question for the win. Yeah, next question is 900,684 points. What sci-fi series featured a commander named Adama, a robotic canine named Muffet, and an evil race of beings called the Cylons? 
Metal Star Galacticoids. <laughs> Scott wins the quiz. Good this job. turns out this this edition of CNET has the oldest questions in the world. Yeah. I could not find a single when you thing open I the you guys box. Would get right. <laughs> yeah, you opened the CNET box and it was like flies <laughs> out. I am now haunted by the ghost of CNET. <laughs> yeah, by the ghost of Cecil B. DeVille. <laughs> Hmm, I think its name is DeMille. Yeah, I'm talking about a different guy. He was a gaffer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of DeVille's, you guys going to see Corella this weekend? Who's excited? No, no. I keep getting pressured into seeing it, and I don't want to go. I saw the, um, like, the origin, the reason she hates Dalmatians, the clip yeah, for that. Yes. It's very yes. awful. It's so uh, We dumb. can spoil it. The the, Dal- the Dalmatians push her mom off a balcony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get trained to do so by the bad guy in the movie. The bad so guy trains the dolphins. Why? I just don't care about fucking, like, origin story, especially, like... Why are you trying to justify why someone wants to kill dogs? It's way more fun if she's just evil. Like, that's all she has to be. She just wants a cool coat. That's enough motivation for a villain in a kid's movie. It doesn't need to be more than that. She, that literally, that's the original Hunter One Dalmatians is probably my favorite animated movie of all time. And part of it is because Cruella DeVille is so easily detestable they don't pretend to make her relatable and it works perfectly fine because she's so crazy like it's fine it doesn't need more yeah. of that i don't know she's like the speaking of gremlin she's like the mean lady in gremlins where she's like i'm going to kill your dog because i'm mean and like yeah, and that's all satisfying as hell when the gremlins get her yeah yeah Anyways, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Have I guys told you about how I want uh, a new garment of clothing? No. What's that? I want. Uh, oh man, I have. I'm going nowhere with this. <laughs> I thought I would think oh, of what? something by the time I. I thought you were doing like. A, I thought this was a mask reference you were gonna make. <laughs> you were giving. Oh, that would have been good. I was gonna say like I want to cut something from spoof movies and turned it into a coat anyway oh. definitely leave this in please hey scott <laughs> i'm gonna tell you this somebody should stop you we really appreciate it we're watching failure to launch next week see you then <laughs>